Welcome to the Ministry of Geek. I'm Richard F. And I'm Richard S. Well, uh, hey, episode 14. It is. Yeah, last episode was actually kind of unlucky. Well, it should have been, yeah, if well, we were superstitious. That's true. Yeah. Egypt's got a new uh, military uh, dictator. <laughs> yeah, new military. The world's changed, Richard. I know. I think because of the social media, kind of, you know, Twitter, Facebook. I think Facebook changed uh, the whole Egypt situation. I think they dial-up modems, I understand. That's, that's yeah, the thing. internet kill switches. Because who knew, who knew yeah. Google would have that kind of equipment just lying around? <laughs> you think modems? their data centers were full of some real high-tech stuff, but it would appear they're just full of dial-up modems, yeah. just waiting well, to go. What number would you dial? The return of the bulletin board. Yeah. They're waiting for it. I, I wouldn't know what number my ISP is in order to dial up. Or do they people dial up Google directly? Oh, I assume so. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because well, I guess a lot of you know, a lot older laptops, they'd still have modems, so... Really? Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't think so. Do you have a computer that's got a dial-up modem? Yeah, but I don't throw anything away. I bet you do as well. I have, actually. I don't know if it will uh, actually plug into any of these. Oh, no, that's USB. It's USB yeah, attached dial-up thingy. I've saved one, that for one, Armageddon. One. I'm going to save that for Armageddon. Yeah. yeah when, it, when Armageddon happens and I need to connect to the internet, yeah. I'll be doing dial-up. Dial-up Google. Yeah, exactly. But I go, <laughs> what the hell's with this Armageddon? And, yeah. The problem is I need to look at the internet to find the dial-up number. Oh, yes. I, yeah. I had that problem. Well, but I could, you know, yeah. Like my Firefox broke the other day, so it was like, well, I've got to use Internet Explorer just to download the next version, the, uh, another version of you know, Firefox. So I felt Quite I felt like I was, it was being unfair. It was like using Internet Explorer. It was like using it like I didn't really love it, but I, but I had no other Kind of dirty and unfaithful, really, isn't it? was, it? really, yeah, yeah. But also sort of recursive. But necessary, you know. Yeah. Maybe if we looked up those really important numbers now and then we like stored them in the cloud with Google... Yeah, then we could look them up. Oh, oh wait a sec. Yeah. Same problem. Yeah, same problem, you see. Yeah. yeah. Hey, speaking of Firefox, though, actually, I, one of the things that, one of the great tests of the Bing search engine, you know, now, because actually Bing's rising, apparently. Mm. Yeah. I think they just piggyback on top of Google, don't they? It works uh, really Yeah, that was, it's probably not a bad idea, is it? Yeah. Um, was it now when you type in Firefox, actually, the Firefox website, which is what you actually want, actually comes up first? Ah. Whereas for quite a long time, it was a, I, you know, Microsoft had kind of shoved it down the list. Thought maybe you were interested in the animal or something. Right. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. For Whereas Google was pretty sure that if you typed in Firefox, what, what you were up fi- in the browser. Firefox is a fox, isn't it? Yeah. That, I mean, that's that little character they have in the little Firefox um, icon. You know, I don't know. <laughs> Let's dial up Google. Let's dial up Google. Hey, do you, is, does Google that whole Google Voice thing where you could like dial? Google I think that only works in the United States. Yeah, and they took. I think they finally got rid of it, didn't they? No, it was no, just like no, a gimmick. No, no, no. It's big. It's big, man. It's like completely redirect all your phone numbers. Vo- um, uh, landline or mobile to a sort of virtualized Google phone number, and, uh, and see, I think you can. Sc- yeah, I don't know. That's completely yeah. not what I was talking about. Google Voice. Yeah, I'd say. Go- I think that is what. That's what Google <laughs> You're Voice talking about is. Google Translate. Uh, no, there was a service where you yeah. could you could ring up and you could speak, and it would do a Google search and give you the give you the answer, the first answer. I think that's. Kind I think that's where they, they used it to perfect the technology. That that's like Google use. Translate, which there's an iOS app for, and probably an and presumably native um, Android capability. Are you talking about that? That's where you can basically speak, and it will no, do no, a no. search based on what you say. It's no. not very good. No. This was actually a telephone number that you that you ran. You could literally dial Google, and someone answered. I'm surprised you didn't see the movies. Google... Wait there, I'll just dial Google. <laughs> and yeah, is it like a Google contact center? You ring them up, and they've got people in no, India. No, it was fully automated, who, yeah, who... fully automated computer system to. Recognize yeah. your request and translate it into a search query and give you the result. Why would you have computers do that, Richard? It's cheap enough to have people in China or India just look it up on people the Google. People in China and India are too busy building the iPads. <laughs> so, what have you been geeking out on? Uh, not a lot, to be honest. You know, again, Kindle, oh. Kindle's dominating my life. 
God, boring. Uh, and uh, big news on the Kindle: page numbers. Really? Yeah. Really. So, yeah. How, how? What? What did you do well, in the past? Did you well, just Kindle, keep reading Kindle to the was, end. Yeah, basically, Kindle gave you yeah. two things. It gave you a percentage bar as to how far through you were. Right. Um, and it gave you chapters if the book was in chapters, but it gave you more or less. I think it was in paragraphs. You know, how many paragraphs Ooh. you had to go, and how many paragraphs, which was fine if it's fully electronic. But but page numbers are coming, and you know it, it's exciting in a not particularly useful kind of way. Because the, the only real reason they give it is well, there's two reasons. One is people wanted page numbers, and they yeah. thought you want we give. Uh, and the other reason being um, the idea that if you have the paper book as well, you can pick you can up sink. where you left off. Oh, man, you can, you can sink. sink between you can sink. you can sink between the virtual your e-book world. and your paper. Oh my goodness, yeah. the paper! Oh, paper, paper, paper book. Paper book. Yeah, yeah, oh, paper wow, book. fantastic. Yeah. Very clever. Yeah. Well, Very clever. Awesome. I don't know how the the paper book's going to sink, but yeah. so this is what I don't get because this is like when I use iBooks. If you go to a different form factor device to read something, it changes the numbering. So. Do they format the page in the in the Kindle app precisely to match the paperback? No, paper absolutely book? not. I think what it's I don't know what they're going to do. The the firm I haven't downloaded the firmware yeah. yet, um, but I suspect what it's going to do is you, you might have to go through multiple pages before you will change the actual paper page. So it will synchronize, so it won't. It should do a mapping. It should know the precise dimensions of your paper page. Yeah, yeah I think it will. It really? Will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, oh, okay, wow. Well, it's not very hard, because all you have to say is kind of like, at this point, you would normally turn the page, and right. therefore this is a page turn. So. Oh, okay, well, that's exciting. And presumably they got some poor yeah. person to have to actually go through and do that mapping. So that, that, that's yeah. that big on my news. Richard, I, uh, I've got a few things, actually. I'm, but I, first of all, I just want to talk about this upgrade I did since last time. I took so much crap from you last time about my wooden speaker wedges. Yep. That I splashed out. I, I spent fifteen dollars, fifteen of my hard-earned dollars, on these magnificent speaker stands that you see in front of you. What, do, what a, do you think? You've got a couple of rubbers for them, I see. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, the rubber door jams, door stops. All oh, right. I so went you to, went to an audio shop. Uh, my to ten, no, Placemakers Hardware actually Placemaker. on Narong Gorge. Uh, yeah, um, and well, I. You know how card. Uh, I don't have one of those. Uh, what is it? I hear these people. I don't go to hardware stores very often, so uh, <laughs> they're not really a geek hangout, are they? No, well, stores? actually, there were some pretty cool, sort of semi-geeky things in there. If you're into like power tools and and home surveillance uh, things, I, I, they're I have, quite different, aren't they? Power yeah. tools and home surveillance. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. you use one if the other one breaks down, I guess. But yeah, I just got these um, uh, little door jams, and they fit underneath the speakers, and they're propping them up. They're a slightly higher angle because the rubber. I feel like I'm getting some sort of, um, you know, anti-resonance, uh, acoustic resonance, dampening field going on, yeah. and they sound twenty times better. Twenty times better. I've empirically tested them with my own ears. That's remarkable. Yeah, fifteen dollars. Yeah, they don't look. They don't look crap. They don't look too bad either. Yeah. I spent a lot of time finding the precise ones which. Kind of were exactly the right oh, dimension, did. and they didn't oh, look too. Did. They looked quite similar on the front, so I went through a few of them. Yeah, because uh, they are slightly different colours, aren't they? You don't touch it. Oh, okay. uh, Sorry, they're very carefully Sorry. aligned on I the bet. desk. Yeah, yeah. So I don't, don't, don't want anyone touching. What them. I thought was really funny is when I first walked in here, you said, "What can you see that's different, Richard?" Yes. And your desk is just full of stuff. <laughs> well, it's <laughs> and yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I guess yeah. No, it took me a long. I didn't get it. No, right, yeah, no. so. Well, that's because it's subtle, but now... But they're very yeah. nice, but I see you haven't brought yourself to throw away the wooden blocks. Well, they're my backup. Well, you might need and, them to hold the door open. Yeah, if, true. Yeah. And if I ever get another pair of speakers... Well, I thought, well, if you ever upgrade your speakers, you might need some uh, temporary uh, well, I've stands got, I've as got, well. I've got Harman... Harman... Harman, Cardam... Whatever the hell really? they're called. Yeah. Have they got their own speaker stands? Um, yeah. Adjustable. Yeah, yeah. yeah top, top of the line. Well, they're not tantalised like mine. Yeah, I, I, you know, I couldn't tell exactly. They've been in the cupboard for the last right. two years, because... 
Hey, I've been at Webstock, Webstock Ooh, Wellington, uh, which out. is the like the major major nerd festival. Uh, mainly sort of web design, sort of a little bit of web development. Are there a lot of people there? There are like 700 people. It's a full-out capacity uh, thing. But it's, it's a very small, quite an intimate kind of conference. And well, it's easy to be intimate with 700. Yeah. But you don't, you don't get, um, you know, the likes of Oracle or Microsoft. Google's a sponsor. Um, so they're probably the most mainstream sort of tech company there. We had the design director of Twitter there today. Right. Uh, he was doing a bit of a talk, but other sort of internet luminaries and, and you know, and do-gooders. Yeah, and people like me, yeah. you know, and, you know, a million people Twittering with the hashtag Webstock. So, right. You know, so it's, it's terribly exciting, and they give really nice swag, like really lovely little designed bag. You know what that looks like? That looks like, um, it looks a bit like... Uh, this is a, great. A Dell, actually. Yeah, because <laughs> that's the kind of, this kind of, uh, you know... Oh, sorry, it's got oh, wow. super amounts of Velcro. It's got it a lot of Velcro. Um, and Velcro's not good for your little iPad-y thing. I don't well, know. No, I, mean, I don't this, like Velcro scraping across my... I think after the US space program basically finished, they had an excess you right. know, surplus of Velcro, yeah. and they sent it over to New Zealand... Uh, because they make these bags in New Zealand, these web stock bags. Oh, okay. Yeah. So no, I had a great, great time. Good, good old time and talking to some. some that was free with there. your three thousand dollar. Oh, it's, deal, it's actually it? not not that dear. But my employer paid for it anyway. Oh, good. You know, to yeah. kind of, you know, keep me happy. Thanks, and stuff. Gov. So there, there you go. Yeah, the taxpayer paid for that. But yeah. I'm learning lots, and <laughs> and I'll, I'll add it to my um, vast store of you know professional knowledge as a great. as so an enterprise architect. Um, well, what's, what's people people web? really like fast websites, really? and the faster your website is, the, better the more money the more money you'll make. Better works over yeah. dial up Google, you know, kind of like that. No, there was a guy, there was a guy there. Um, geez, I'm really bad at names. Is his name Peter Sounds or Stephen Sounds? He, he used to work for Yahoo, now Google. He's all about sort of website optimization. A lot of empirical results about fast websites equals. You know, uh, more money because Yahoo always had that. Um, there's a plugin for Firefox called Y something or other, I, I and, don't and, know. It, and it basically will it'll give you some really mm. good information about how how badly performing your website is. Yeah, well, I guess so. And, and you know, now the big focus is on mobiles, mobile yeah. um, you know speed. So from your iPad or your Android phone or whatever. Okay. So well, it was terribly geeky and exciting um, seeing them. You know, sort of. Uh, basically capture well we should have sort of showed screenshots of basically capturing web traffic TCP traffic and you know uh, downloading that from this uh, you know machine and, and sending it up to the cloud to something that was then parsing it bring it back down that you'd run through some profiling tool and it just tell you how your um, you know iPhone was running slow right. it, it, yeah. it was fantastic was the yeah. was the cloud just a bit of gratuitous cloud re- using or, or was it actually useful well um it was just gratuitous, yeah. I think, you know. Everyone needs a bit of cloud in their demonstration, yeah, don't they? That's right. Yeah. Actually, I mean, it wasn't actually connected. He was just doing PowerPoint slides. So sort of things. a virtual cloud. It was virtual sort of cloud. A cloud in a box. Sort of a, sort of a database, <laughs> actually, just sitting on his machine, maybe. Like. Well, actually more just cloud in a PowerPoint slide deck, I ah, think, okay. actually. Yeah. <laughs> this one. But no, it, it was great. It was great. And uh, as I mentioned, the Twitter guy, um, yeah, uh, there was a bit of a thing with a guy called John Gruber. He talked about the sort of history of... Um, sort of Mac user interface guidelines and evolution of the Mac, MacOS, and you know how it's evolved into things like iOS. It, you'd probably you'd hate it. I think you would have hated it. I liked it because I'm well, a yeah, kind of crap. You know, you, a couple of degrees of separation from Steve Jobs, you would have just got aroused. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I, I have to go say hello to him tomorrow because he's a bit of a hero of mine. Anyway, um, what else I've been getting? Oh, I got sent this thing. And, 
Because you love being sent stuff. Well, I do, but this was via Twitter, and it was from someone who actually cared about me. It wasn't about... I thought you'd stop reading Twitter. Oh, I do, but... Are you back just for the web stuff? No, well, sort of, not really. No, every once in a while, I just go to see see if anyone sent me a direct message or um, Twitter me directly about something. And um, actually, one of our listeners, big shout-out to Ben, uh, he did send me um, a little, um, you know, a little bitly... Oh, you know, there's a bitly that does a short name, URL, yeah, short, short yeah. URL. Um, googly. Yeah, googly. I think it was a bitly one for uh, some footage. And this is terribly geeky, but I, th- I don't know if you like okay. this. Yeah, uh, it's it's high definition, slow motion footage, about 45 minutes of it of various um, space shuttle ascents, and basically the whole 45 minutes is made up of extraordinarily detailed slow motion like we're talking 400 frames per second kind of footage here and you know from like 100 different angles 100 different cameras that are around the space shuttle and oh it's fantastic Richard I tell you what you know I just I watched it all last night and it's just it is truly a geek's um, you know heaven You, you can't believe how beautiful it is to watch like you know the I even know the acronyms now. It's the SSME for the Space Shuttle Main Engines, you know, or the SRBs. I knew the SRB ones. So you watch basically from all these different angles. You see the engine fire up, and you know what would normally take. You can see the carbon pouring into the atmosphere. No, well, actually, you don't know much too much about what what they use. Right? They use liquid hydrogen, liquid oxygen for the uh, main engines. So that basically produces water. So that's actually pretty clean. You don't get much cleaner than <laughs> oxygen and hydrogen. And where does the hydrogen come from? Oh, well, look, free anyway, hydrogen, okay. you know, yeah. from the universe, right? I don't know what the solid rocket boosters use. I can't remember. Some kind of um, ammonium chloride something. Right? It's probably very bad. Because it, it has to cut through the atmosphere. And so oh, if it just dissolves it as it goes, that's probably the way to go. It's huge amount, amounts of thrust generated by these things. But literally what would take eight seconds in real time, yeah. you know, would take five minutes. Of, wow. of footage and it's just it fantastic sounds dull no well you think it would be but it, A it's beautifully photographed and I think what um, what the whole thing's about is actually showcasing the amazing photography and the photographic uh, the engineering prowess that goes into photographing um, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean it's not like you just get your little Canon um, Ixus 5 megapixel camera and mount a whole bunch of those around the um, space shuttle this thing produces serious heat thrust and acoustic noise you know whatever that is an acoustic uh, blah 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 and so they can't you know they've got to protect these cameras behind these quartz shields that are in explosion proof boxes they're running you know like 400 frames per second i don't know how much um, film that would actually take they're not recording digitally i think it's actually going to actual film and then you know they've got really long focal length cameras short focal length wide angle massive telephoto things it's i mean if you're into photography you look at this and go wow that's amazing and why do they do this? Well, okay, there's very practical reasons why they do this, not just for like NASA um, promotional things. They do it because every time they t- um, send up a shuttle, they watch the, the footage to see whether things are dropping off the shuttle, oh, things are well, hitting the shuttle. That's exactly <laughs> what I was worried It's all there in case it explodes. Yeah, yeah. and you know, there was that, um, oh, I'm really bad, it was Columbia, wasn't it, that had yeah. the suit, um, suitcase-sized uh, piece of polystyrene uh, came, came off the um, shuttle thing and cause some damage to the leading edge of the uh, I think it was the right wing and that you know they saw all that stuff basically through these cameras and things and now it's an HD it's just the most wonderful thing which I could watch this over and over and I I think I I don't know if I'll make my kids watch it I don't think they'd get too into it it might be right fast forward I suppose yeah it'll be like watching in real time watching in real time yeah yeah. 
So that, yeah, that was kind of exciting. Oh, you really have been geeking out. Yeah, I am. You're putting me to shame, really. I'll, I'll have to find something geeky to do. I don't know if that's geeking out, just dorking out, actually. Yeah, it's getting close to dorking it's out. It's pretty close, yeah. yeah so. But I have to say, yeah, thank you, Ben, for doing that. That was absolutely fantastic. And I don't know, he might have sent And so me. we encourage all our listeners to Twitter you with ideas. Is that, uh, well, they don't know my Twitter handle. Uh, so I think, no, go to the blog site if you've got really cool, interesting things. Um, one of our listeners, Darth Trader, had asked a while back. Is that a real name? I don't know if Darth Trader is his real name. Okay. I don't know if he's a dark Sith Lord or not. Um, but anyway, he added this question. I'm not too sure if it was a challenge to us or whether he was actually genuinely um, wasn't too sure. I presume if he didn't know, he would have looked it up on Wikipedia. But I thought it would be an interesting thing to, to ask you and to see whether we knew off the top of our heads. I think I know the answer to this. But he was asking why is, in uh, Windows or in DOS, is the C drive named the C drive? Now, I'm pretty sure I know why. But I just thought, you know, let, let me just toss this out to you. You mean, why is C drive labelled C? And then when you go to another um, partition, it goes D, E. But why C? Because A and B had already gone. Yeah, that's right. And what were they? They were the two floppy drives. Like they were five the, and a quarter the, and a three and a half. Well, or two five and a quarters or, or two, two three and a half. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think they're from CPM days, which uh, DOS was very much based on. So... Yeah. I think I think that's yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not I'm not gonna Google it because I think that that sounds pretty plausible. Yeah, we haven't got the modem. <laughs> and I don't think there's enough CPU power here to actually run a browser and GarageBand at the same time. So I think yeah. we get that wrong. Yeah, uh, we just go off here. I don't know why. I'm not too sure why it was so fascinating anyway to yeah. Darth Well, that's why I can't look it up. And if we did get it wrong, he will probably <laughs> uh, update the blog and um, yeah. post us and let us know that we're actually not that geeky. No. Yeah. But I, he sort of said... There's no C drive in a Mac OS, though, is there? No. No, no it was a Unix-based um, operating system. It's just systems. a slash something. Yeah, slash. it's just slash and, um, you know, different volumes or yeah. mount points and stuff like that. Beautiful, beautiful stuff. More technically correct, but perhaps more difficult to use. Yeah. Um, There's nothing easy and intrinsically easy about C drives. I, I, don't, think, I don't, don't think that's easy at all. <sighs> you know? Why wouldn't, why, wouldn't you, why wouldn't you use names? And paths, streams, man, files. Everything's a file, damn Crazy it. Crazy talk. Everything's a stream. Why would you want to? Why would you want to isolate the user from the fact that there's a partition? Well, why would they even <laughs> want to know that there's a partition? You know, and this is the thing. You know, like with iOS and I don't know if Android's like this, um, but presumably Chromos, you know, the browser-based OS. As yep. you was a subject I wanted to talk to you about, um, which was really the future and nature of operating systems and this um, kind of consumer model that people are going to I think Apple's done it quite well with the iPad and really isolating and, and hiding and abstracting this this notion of a file system which is actually a bit of a problem for us people that like file systems because yeah, how, 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 how do I get this thing out of here how do I get it out you know and if you're not connected to the to the internets um, and you just like have a USB connection and you want to drag something off it can be quite difficult to make that happen but what are your thoughts on it, man? I mean, do you, could you live? Do you think your family, like uh, your wife, would be happier without a file system? You know, there's a lot of crap I, that I, happens. I, I think, I, it's hard to know, really. I'm not sure my wife is aware that there is a file system. Well, then it would be good to not have one then, right? So, uh, but I have to say that, you know, in iOS, the whole lack of file system is slightly irritating because, you know, you've got things like, you know, Goodreader, which has got its own set yeah. of documents, and yeah. then you'll have another application with its own set of documents. And so it's, it's actually fragmented the data store as opposed to... Sort of yeah, like yeah, but I think you could have a a place to put data, like a Dropboxy type thing. 
Which, which is really just a file system. Well, no, 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 but you don't have to call it a, a file system. We, in traditional parts, we think of it being hierarchical. We think about subdirectories, directories, like Dropbox volumes, mount. Yeah, but well, maybe you just have a single flat structure with absolutely no organisation where you right. store, spend, you know, or store ten thousand. You just scroll. Yeah, I don't know how they're going to do it. Well, eh? they, and that's the problem. That's why it they have that's organization. Why done it. Yeah, like it was like Windows. Was it Vista was supposed to have the big or WinFS. search based yeah, yeah, WinFS. WinFS. You need a, you need some kind of information architecture, don't you? Yeah, and it said, you know, Windows seven, you know, I like Windows seven, but the whole libraries thing is Well Yeah, you know, which is ripped off the Mac as far as I can explain, but it yeah. still just doesn't work for me because at the end of the day it still drops down into the file system and basically it's just it a pointer. It's just bags of files and data. Maybe we should use something that people are familiar with, like the Dewey Decimal system. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, because yeah. people are, you know, having numbers. those sort of metaphors. Just remember those numbers. numbers. Just if you just remember the number, like IP addresses. Files. And when you say file, it gives you a number, and you just you just remember that. Like phone numbers. Phone, phone numbers. numbers. Yeah. I don't. But then we, you know, we don't remember phone numbers these no, days, do we? No. I do think that there needs to be a change because I I know of family and friends, and my partner Angela, our children. You know, if they see a Finder window, uh, you know, an Explorer window, yeah, they it, it does cause problems. And, you know, people invariably, they delete folders, they move folders around. I mean, I've trained some of my family reasonably well, but that's only because, they, you know, they go to a certain place. But as soon as they go into the root directory, which you can easily do in, in a Mac, mm. I'm not sure how... Um, it's, it's reasonably easy to do that on, a, on Windows as I well, right? I have to say that, you know, mm. I, I, I don't, you know, I quite like the Mac OS yeah. X, but I do not like Finder at all. Uh, I've actually gone to links. I just do not like the way yeah. you navigate it. I just don't. I well, find it quite unintuitive the whole cascading window thing. Cascading window. There's, there's just... the tree structure that you get in Windows. Well, no, you can do a tree structure in no, Finder. Yes, no, you can. You no. don't know how to. You're not using it right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's not broken. Oh. It's not great. It's not perfect, but it works just, oh, it's just like perfect. It works kind of yeah. like Explorer. Come on, I think you're a bit. I could bring a uh, window up here and show you, but this isn't about tips and trips. No, it's uh, tra- not. Tips and, uh, <laughs> tips and <laughs> trips. Just be careful where you go with yeah, these words, yeah, all right? No, I take umbrage with that. I'm not saying it's perfect, but I don't think I think you just haven't spent enough time using it. Yeah. Well, I don't like it. Yeah. Actually, have you looked at um, PS3? Have you used the PS3, how that no. does files? Well, no, I don't have a PS3. Okay. Well, that that's kind of organises files in kind of an interesting way because it's got that whole... Um, have you ever used one? No. Oh, well, this is going to be difficult, isn't it? You know, so <laughs> it's got this this X-File crossbar um, navigation system, which is actually really quite a intuitive way to navigate between different types of media, like whether it's your video, your audio, your photos, your settings, internet... And you control this really easily from your PS3 controller. And it's been so successful that Sony's actually moved it into uh, things, things like your uh, AV receivers, DVD players, Blu-ray players. They've, um, you know, they've moved that interface into those types of devices. I don't know if it works so well on those other devices. But on the PS3 it works quite well. But in each one of those little categories where you can sort of scroll around um, very easily using the joysticks, uh, they create a little, like a little mini file system for that particular area. And it's kind of like a folder, but not a folder. And it's, it's really difficult to explain. I, I presume anyone who's listening either is... Comp- I've completely so it's lost it. Like, it's a bit like content management systems. It's a virtual <laughs> folder based on a query or well, attributes. Uh, well, you so know, really run a query, but yeah. it's um, Oh, goodness. It's hard to explain, but it's actually... 
it, it works quite well. I just don't. I don't think it really scales to huge numbers of files. And that's the problem. It, I think a lot yeah. of these systems work very well when you've got smaller. It's like it's like on you know the on the iPod Touch when you don't have many songs to scroll through. It kind yeah, of works. it's easy. When you've got yeah. huge numbers, it even with all the alphabet down the side, it's kind of a little bit tedious. With albums and things, I mean, everything's like a not the album. I'm talking about the song level where you start to get right. down to really tens of thousands. Oh, many, right. thousands, many thousands of units it's like eh, it's okay yeah well it's okay. I, I do think that um, Sony did get something reasonably right with the way they did the PlayStation they got something right yeah. Yeah. yeah and maybe that kind of thing transplanted into a into a, like a tablet type device might work well mm. what did you think about the whole um, Nokia Nokia Microsoft well um, it makes the three fourth race doesn't it Three horses? Three horses, yeah. 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 So you can have a trifecta. But, you know, yeah. you and I said we were going to have a look at Windows I 7 did. phone. Oh, no, you, I, I, I did I go again earlier in the week, but I couldn't find one in the shop. Right. So I played with a Galaxy Tab. Yeah. A real one, not just a plastic um, model this time. Right. Yeah. So, 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 yes. so I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to know. I mean, if the operating system's compared. I mean, the, the early criticisms I heard were, was it kind of like if you don't have a Facebook account, there's a big blank in the middle of the screen and stuff. Yeah. And I'm not getting a Facebook account, so, you know, I'd have a big blank in the screen and that would really irritate me, so I'd never buy it. Yeah, but you could use it for the other features. Which but you that, that would just irritate <laughs> me and I'd never buy it. I think you could scroll past that. You know? <laughs> uh, I think Nokia might actually, I mean, it might just be its last... Um, Lifeline, really, you know, it's it's called a friend, you know, you know, on the, yeah, phone, uh, a, friend, phone yeah. a friend, and really, if it, if this doesn't work, it's um, probably curtains. Mind you, I think the vast majority of people who currently buy Nokia phones probably couldn't care less. They're probably not, uh, you know, they're not like us. They're, they're normal people. They don't care about does it run a smartphone operating system. Well, I know, I know some people that are passionate Nokia yeah. fans. Yeah, of, yeah, of yeah, the, sure, yeah, sure. Of the, the high end phones, are they? Yeah, yeah. Do they? I don't understand it myself. Well, they make nice hardware. The actual physical hardware. Mm. I mean, I've got some old Nokia phones which were, you know, dumb phones. And apart from that, they've lasted. I mean, they're robust little buggers and I've treated them poorly. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I didn't put covers around them and swaddle them like I had my iPhone. Yeah. Mind you, they didn't cost that much either. That's true. So, you know, I was, you know, so they were more disposable, but you haven't had to dispose of them? No, they've still got them upstairs yeah. in case, uh, well, Armageddon comes and... When you know, my iPhone, my phone doesn't work, I pop the sim. actually I can't pop the SIM card in anymore because it's moved to micro SIM. Mm. Stupid iPhone four. Mm. Yeah. Oh no. So I, I, I'm positive. I'm hoping to see some uh, stuff come out soon. I, I wouldn't probably make me buy a Nokia phone uh, anymore, but I'm hopeful that it will lead to a more uh, sort of even kind of playing field. You know, competition's good, don't you think? Well, yeah. You know. What do you think about Webos? I think that's gonna. HP aren't great at making. Yeah, but Palm were. Or Palm, no, they weren't really. Well, they were, no, no, no. But, but they could have been. They could have. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. I think they killed the Palm brand, haven't they? I mean, I went to the website after I that so. thing, and yeah. uh, there's HP, this HP, that. Oh. Well, there, there's a four race, four horse race, then, isn't it, Richard? Well, could almost be. Couldn't it? It's a question of whether you think Webos is. With, I mean, at the end of the day, you're, you're taking an operating system that's well regarded but didn't yeah. have huge penetration, yeah. a brand that's very well recognized but not in the phone market. And arguably, Apple was in the same position. Yeah, I'm true. Not but they made uh, the market. But they yeah. kind of made the market, whereas yeah. HP's Everyone's kind of missed following. the bus to a certain extent and now they're playing catch up. So That, that WebOS stuff looks very, very slick. I mean, I went, yeah, of course, I'm just watching the videos and things. Yeah. But Are they in slow mo? 400 frames per second. I had to speed them up to make them look faster, yeah, right, to look like they're in real time. 
uh, the, the voices didn't sound right of the narrators. <laughs> yeah. But no, I mean, it, look, it looks really nice, and they've got these cute little things where you tap the phone to your tablet and it passes information across like magic. You know, actually, just a bit lame, really, actually, when you think about it. That yeah, that's right up there that. with that whole thing where you can turn your you know, your iPad into a second monitor, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, yeah. Wait, look at that! Yeah. No, I can't think of a use for that. It's $15 wrap Yeah. Probably. Wish I could give back. No, but it, it looks really nice. The, um, in terms of design, uh, it, it's probably more iOS-like than you know Android is. I haven't, still haven't seen what uh, Zoom, sorry, not Zoom, Honeycomb. Is it Honeycomb? Don't know. I don't, uh, don't follow You know, the Android, the yeah. new one. Yeah. Still haven't actually watched any um, videos of what that really looks like. I saw, as you know, I saw about 30 seconds of one and it didn't really excite me, so I gave up on it. Mm-hmm. But, um, Should we talk about this, Andrew? Yeah, well, I think we should because... So we've been talking about this for a while, so shout out to uh, Chris Ben for lending this to us. Uh, so what's, there's two categories here. This one is this is, you know, just an Android... So what I'm what I'm generally fondling here is an Android uh, tablet box. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's also a gadget graveyard because Chris lent this to me some time ago and hasn't asked for it back, <laughs> which I suspect is because he doesn't want to see the side of it. Uh, so anyway, first, first impressions of the box, Richard? Yeah. Uh, well, hey, I have to say uh, it looks incredibly Apple-like. Incredibly, uh, it's just basically a ripoff, really, of, a, of an iPad. But box. you notice its features: it's got Wi-Fi, 3G, 3G HDMI, 1080p, 1080p, 3D game, 3D game, just what, one though, just what, one. What does 3D game? It runs <laughs> so, Android 2.1, and it's written on the box 2.1. That's right. So they can't change that. There's yeah. been no chance of that upgrade. Ooh. So okay, opening the box. First impressions: uh, it looks kind of so very pretty. Can I can I pick it up? I like these sort of the sort of velour. It is. Cradle that it, it is. sits in. Nice. Yeah. Um, oh, it's a bit sort of stuck in there. <laughs> oh, it's actually really stuck in there. I didn't want it to fall out in the way. Of okay, wait a sec. Oh, I know what Okay, <laughs> wait a sec. Yeah, yeah, that's not too good. Ah, there we go. Okay, it's stuck Ooh, in, it's stuck okay. Itself. Oh, there we go. Now, um, the little. So that's obviously protective cover. I can say the, the protective cover, plastic cover on the back, doesn't look very pretty. Did it come like that? It think? came like that, yeah. It also had a scream on, but I've taken that because off. I didn't that, want you to give it. That looks horrible. Yeah. It's all bubbly. Well, it's no. been used a bit. I mean, so Apple would never allow a bubbly yeah. thing on the back of it. Just yeah. So if you just want to just turn that on. All right. Um, well, it's how big's that? It's about three quarters of the size of my iPad. How do I turn it on? Oh, it's very plastic, isn't it? Um, well, there's a home button and there's a on. Well, there's that. So that must be the on button. Yeah, that's right. No, no, that's not the on button. Or if it is, it's the slowest booting tablet I've ever used. No. Uh, there's an on-off, there's the volume. Well, what I would probably resort to doing now is just mashing the buttons and <laughs> seeing if there's some sort of random combination. And no, it's... Uh, okay. so I've, you, you I've clearly... I need to read the instructions. Nobody, yeah, nobody's managed to turn this on. Uh, Maybe I have to hold my finger down no. long enough. Maybe I need to talk to it. So do you th- is that kind of... Um, you know, you talk about Apple's user, user, user oh, this experience, is guide, this user is experience <laughs> guidelines. Do you, do you think that's fully compliant? I mean, yeah, if you're going to yeah. rip off Apple products, do you, yeah. you think you should probably... Well, I don't know if it actually says in the human interface guidelines anything about, you know, how to turn on the device. I think that's usually implicit that it's quite straightforward. There's an on-off button. Jeez, how do you... Is it hidden? <laughs> no, no, seriously. I, um, so turn it on. You will have to... So flick the on switch. Is that on? Yeah. Yep. Oh, I see. No, on. I see, yeah. I've got that. And then you have to hold the right-hand rocker uh, for a few seconds. Oh, okay, maybe I... Oh, I think it's coming to life. 
That other one. Oh, okay, no, I rocked it the wrong way. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, gosh, that's, that's, that's pretty. So, so, yeah, good experience. Straight it says, up. I love you. Oh, it said, I love you. <laughs> it does. great. And then it goes into uh, an evil-looking Linux penguin, doesn't it? It is, actually. Yeah. It looks like a, actually a, a hybrid between a Linux penguin and a Tasmanian devil. Yeah, it's odd. Because penguins don't have tails, Richard. That's right. <laughs> Nor claws. Uh, so this, this is just, uh, just while we're waiting for that to boot, this is the famous uh, APAD or HiPad. HiPad. Uh, depending on which piece of branding you read. So there it is. Oh, H A I. HiPad there, and uh, somewhere else it's. Uh, it's, a, it's a mid on the 701. Outside, it says APAD 2. Yeah, it's a mid 701. I presume that means mobile internet device. Yeah, 701 R, R yeah. rubbish. <laughs> um, and, you know, it comes with a few accessories. It comes with um, some iPod ripoff earbuds, and it comes with a remote. Because sometimes you don't want the iPad too close to you, you want it a bit further away. Well, you, know, you, don't, you don't want to mess up the touchscreen no. sometimes. And, and there it does refer to itself as the HiPad. So it's still booting. It is. I didn't time it, Richard. Well, I mean, hey, look, to be fair, the phone or the iPad takes a while to oh, boot it does. as well. Yeah, so, so, you know, you're not, not going to boot it yeah, very right. often. Well, actually... <laughs> the battery life's a couple of hours, so you boot it quite a lot. Cause On this? Oh, okay. Flat. Oh, there we go. Um, hmm, okay. Mm. It, it likes to be used, uh, yeah, in that orientation. So it hasn't got the capacitive touch, it's got the resistive touch. Oh, it's not, not it's not, no, it is actually awful. It, is, <laughs> <laughs> it takes a while to realise how awful it is, but, um, you know, if you only use it for like, Half a second is actually pretty responsive, yeah, um, but you use it beyond that. Oh wow! Look at that lag. This is incredible. You sort of dr- touch and drag something, and it really lags behind, and then it sort of catches up and o- overtakes your finger. It does. It's got the strange acceleration. Going, I'm not sure what you're doing, but I'll guess. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's quite good at guessing. That that's what I'm gonna do. So uh, let me try something because it won't connect to the. Well, network. I found like documents to go do- was quite amusing. I, go. I found even the basic spreadsheet uh, experience was amusing. Was sheet, quite sheet to go, sheet. Sheet to go. Yeah. Open file. Should I open file? Is there a file? Create a new one. Oh, create a new file. Create a spreadsheet here. So you just want to put some entries in. Just Hmm. type some stuff in. um, Normally, a keypad would come up here. Yeah, yeah, you want. You can get it. Yeah, how do you... you Well, I I found that if you held your finger down long enough. Oh. And then let go. Toggle keyboard, cancel selection, auto fit, column width. Okay, toggle keyboard. Hey, there we go. Jeez, so where's my... It's quite intuitive, eh? It just just kind of works the way you expect it to. (laughs) Boy, I wonder how many they sold of these, like worldwide. I mean, here we're, here we're not really picking on the iPad. Here we're picking on Android at this point, I think. Oh, because this is this is the, this is the applications and limitations. Oh uh, yeah, that's sad, eh? But this is two point one. I mean, things have moved on. Oh, absolutely, yeah. considerably, Richard. Yeah. So, so I don't what are they up to two point two? Two point three is two point three. Uh, Froyo is two point two. Um, the other one's two point three. Yeah. And anyway, it's not. There's not even tablet until three, I think. True. Or whatever. I'd, I'd lose count. Stuff. Okay, the actual the screen's not that bad when you're in the spreadsheet mode. You can click, and it'll kind of keep up with your thing, thumbs and fingers. But it is junky. Um, I have to say the Galaxy Tab was a lot better than this. Yeah. It wasn't... Oh, I played with about five minutes in the shop, and it wasn't brilliant. I found um, navigating and navigating the tab, trying to find... Ooh, wow, that's something I've not seen. Well, Java that's... Lang, no pointer exception. <laughs> And that's the great thing, <laughs> you know, Android doesn't try and hide that. No, it's, 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 it's running it's, Java. Yeah, and you can, I'm pretty sure you can actually get a command line if you want one. I don't think they ran Java, I thought they ran their own um, Davic, isn't it? They ran their own kind of Java um Oh, look at that. Thingy. Yes, File Explorer. File Explorer, yeah. See, file systems. Yeah, so anyway, I, I found the tab, um, it was better than the iPad, so... 
that that's not saying a lot, but it it was still yeah imperfect. So I think we can probably look forward to these other devices like these Motorola Zooms with the uh, honeycomb and stuff. Mm. So yeah, that ladies and gentlemen, I, I think if you um, rush out and buy one, well yeah, yeah, they'll probably be going cheap. Yeah, can you buy those in New Zealand or was that? Yeah, know? this came from New Zealand. This, uh, this came from uh, oh, I think PB you, Tech. I was actually going to say we we should actually protect the innocent <laughs> or the guilty. You're right. You're right. You know right. because what's the 3D game you get with that? Uh, I don't know actually. I'm not sure what that was all about. To be honest, the 3D game. There's a game here called Armageddon. I, I pressed the button. I'm not sure mm. what's happening. Seems to have died. Oh no! Here it is. Do I want sound? No. Or maybe I do. It's an audio podcast, isn't it? Right. Yeah. Gosh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Is uh, that the game? I'm it looks like a keyboard. I'm not, I'm not. No, let's anyway. turn it off. That's... Yeah. I don't have to turn it off, actually. It's, I think it's not responding it... to the back button. There's an on-off switch. Do you, okay. think, do, you, do you think someone could love that device? You know, like, you know, parents... Yeah, I think... Parents can even love an ugly child. Do you yeah, think the designers of the think, iPad... Think... Oh, oh, the... Oh, what's the name of it? Height! Height! The height iPad. Yeah. Do you think the designers of that, if they could even um, be called designers, do you think they could love that? You know, and... and do you think they actually use them? You no. can't imagine that, because that's well, made somewhere in China, right? I can't imagine a little Chinese guy walking around. <laughs> yeah, I can't. Well, where do you think the, <laughs> the iPad comes from? Yeah, I know, but it's, it's designed in California. Different part of, oh, it's designed right, in California, yeah, yeah. which is a different part of China, okay? Then, you know, it's, it's that's designed sense. actually in Shenzhen or wherever. That, that's truly an awful thing. Okay, let's oh, move yeah. on. Hey, I, I read an article really about, um, recently about people who kind of have sort of emotional connections with their their gadgets and I was wondering are you that kind of geek Richard do you no yeah I, I think I used to be I think you are I think you're emotionally no, no. attached to all your Apple products almost at a tragic level <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying not to be I'm trying not to be but I think a little part of me is which is why you know I try to keep them really clean and buffed and stuff uh and I think that's where, you know, when new things come out, you're constantly sort of lusting for those new things. Yeah. And, and that's something I really am working on. And I'm sure that there, there's got to be some kind of like technology gadgets anonymous or something that you can go join and it's like, oh, hello, I've got a, you know, I'm not an alcoholic, but I'm a, I'm a gadget, you know. I've got an iPad and an a addict. Yeah. Yeah. And I've got way too many things. Uh, it, it can become quite an overwhelming kind of obsession. There are worse things to be addicted to. Like crack cocaine? Yeah. Yeah. Sex. <laughs> Alcohol. Yeah, true. Yeah. Oh, like Charlie Sheen, you mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. Mind you, I wouldn't mind being paid a million dollars an episode. We're not getting paid anything for these episodes. No. Yeah. no. Hey, we, uh, we do deliver value for money. Well, the reason why I asked that, that question, though, apart from that, that, yeah, I think I suffer a little bit from that, and clearly you don't. Why do you say you don't? You're not promiscuous about... You are promiscuous, actually. About I'm promiscuous, but I don't have an emotional attachment. That's the yeah, problem, see? Because yeah. I don't make an emotional attachment. I move on too quickly. So I could never throw this away. That's true. Yeah. And I don't, actually, I don't imagine you would throw your iPad away, but I couldn't ever throw this away, Richard, even when it stops working, because, you know, it will have sentimental um, attachment to me. It's like an old jumper or a nice pair of shoes that I, I loved. In fact, it's even more than that, I think. Uh, and I would like I'll keep it forever and I'll give it to my grandchildren or something even, even if it doesn't work yeah yeah so now the reason I asked is I, I was um, I was on the bus last week and I saw this there's actually nothing to do with emotional attachment but I saw this guy who um, was using his iPad uh, like an iPod 
as in he had his earphones wow. plugged into his iPad and he was just sort of walking down the street, you know, scrolling around with his iPad, listening, clearly listening to something, mm. and it looked like he was bopping away. And I just thought, uh, you know, that looks really dicky. Yeah. You know, they're just... Uh, I don't could think, be worse. I don't could think it was camera. designed for that. Oh, Imagine if he had a camera, he'd yeah. be like listening, and then he'd be holding it up, taking photos. Yeah. That'd look crazy. But could you, would you do that? I mean, I like my iPad, but I would not be walking around look, the streets I mean, with know, my I'm, earphones. I've always been in a position where I find the iPad's just a little bit, I can't Too say big. wanky, because you said I couldn't say that last week. But, um, and so I, you know, I hide mine. Mine's kept out of sight. I'm not, I'm no longer embarrassed. Mine's a bit like oh, mine's no. a bit like a Playboy magazine. It's like oh, I just I just yeah. I'd feel awkward. You know? Yeah, I, I read it for the articles, but you know, I don't want to be seen on the bus. With <laughs> I I did feel awkward in the early days, but I I whip it out with absolutely <laughs> no embarrassment nowadays. Uh, but I'm still I talking would, about the iPad. Uh, yeah, about the yeah, iPad yeah, but I will not. I yeah. will not, ladies and gentlemen, carry one on the street in yeah. in plain sight. Uh, I wouldn't use it. Maybe there's only one. I've seen a guy as well. Yeah, it's the same guy. Yeah, yeah. Maybe there's just one guy that's walking around town with his, well, trying no. to get people to just use them as if they're a natural yeah, yeah. thing to have. I, to be honest, I wouldn't use it on the street. So if I was at the bus stop, I would yep. not whip it out of the at the bus stop. Right. It's something to be done when I'm in my seat and I've got a little bit of privacy. Yeah. I've done it when people have been sitting next to me. Yeah. I'd probably prefer it if someone wasn't sitting next to me. No. Um, if not, just to stop them from asking, ooh, is that an iPad? I mean, these things, are, you know, you, they're pretty... There are about a zillion of these at yeah. Webstock. I mean, oh. I tell you, I don't even... I just took my phone. I didn't want to, like, take my, you know, you my feel You feel so mainstream. Oh, there's more Apple product at Webstock than there is in a normal Apple retail store. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's yeah. just crazy. Richard, uh, I'm just going to ask you about this. Um, did you know that there's a Doctor Who on Cartoon Network? I didn't know that. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't actually watch Cartoon Network. No, but I know your kids do, don't they? Kids no, no, no. Oh, okay. Mine too young. Well, my, my son, who actually I think is too old, um, <laughs> mentioned that there's a canine show on Cartoon Network. I said, what is, what, is it a cartoon? Kind of a canine? He says, no, it's, it's live action. Oh. Which would make it sort of mostly Cartoon Network, by the way. But, yeah, um, that's true. Yeah, it's a children's show about Doctor Who's canine robot. Uh, awesome. Doing stuff, awesome. and I, I think this, yeah. this is quite mainstream. A bit like Star Wars. I know, I know, you're just building stuff to try and pick on me here, but um, <laughs> I figured you'd probably. Look, I'm not going to. I'm not going to endorse that. Gonna I bo- think that's pretty dorky as well. Is it? Yeah, yeah. but uh, it's a way but, of hey, bringing could be, could bringing way of bringing Doctor Who to the uh, a young generation of of uh, you know. But imagine fresh if Star Wars minds. did it. Imagine if well, Star, Star Wars did like Wars a cartoon. Can't... How lame would that be? <laughs> <It's>, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I apologize. It's only in season three now, I think. And yeah. It's actually pretty good. Star Wars Clone Wars. You know, from a kid's point of view, I mean, yeah. I only watch it occasionally with my son. Yeah, sure. Yeah. No, it's true. Yeah. Whatever you want people to believe. It's, it's, it's all good. It's okay. all good. All right. Um, well, I was, I was thinking we should release a fragrance. Richard. Okay. Yeah, Ministry of Geek fragrance. Oh, the geek. Yeah, I was... I was wondering what it might actually smell like. You I don't know. know I'm, naturally, like a, I'm naturally frowning and screwing up my face. <laughs> I don't know. You know, it's, it's good for you know Britney Spears. It's. Uh... I'm not sure Britney Spears would want Eau de Geek. No, no. I mean, she's released a fragrance. Oh, right. And, yeah. you know, everyone's doing it nowadays. Yeah, okay. Um, I don't know. I don't think too many podcasters are doing it. I mean, Apple. I think, um, I think we're actually, we're very fortunate that we're actually living in a time where there's a, there's a natural uh, natural recipe that we could use. Now that the, the Coca-Cola recipe has been released, 
Have and you then, you know, Coke is kind of yeah. you know a bit geeky, yeah, it's, uh, you know, associated with geeky. Um, and so we could Cola. we could use that bit of alcohol, which yeah. is obviously needed in a, in a in a. Have you actually had a look at it? What's, I have. What, what's? Can you tell me? Because I well, really it's a bit of a uh, bit of orange, bit really? of orange oil, bit of cinnamon, yeah. bit of uh, bit of cardamom. I think. Really, um, it's quite eclectic. Yeah, right? the bits and pieces. I mean, that that sounds just like what you make a. Yeah, what you'd make a fragrance from, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looked, yeah, yeah. Did look something you'd just spray on your face and go out. Yeah. <laughs> ah, you smell like Coke. Yeah. Well, you know, if, if we got a fragrance and you know, oh, you smell a Ministry of Geek. Yeah. And, and that might be quite attractive. Oh, I'm finding you it very know. geeky. Yeah. You know, so you going out and oh, we're both sort of you know married effectively. So um, yeah. it's not like we go out and you know meet. Arguably, girls. neither of our wives are geeky. So no. So we failed at that. Front. Maybe that's it. Maybe we had the right. Scent. <laughs> if I had the Ministry we of had Geek the right scent, the right scent, which I think would smell. There we go. Find a partner as geeky as you. Yeah. yeah. Well, you'd have pheromones. It's got to fly off the shelves. I don't know. I don't think we could do it. It's just all branding, Richard. You just got to get the branding right. Yeah. Yeah, and maybe the maybe our Indian takeaway sponsors they could uh, they could sell. <laughs> Come with a few naan and uh, <laughs> well, that, free that, Ministry of Geeks one. Uh, bit of cardamom. Smell it. Yeah. yeah. All right. I think we're um we're probably done for this. Yeah, week. I think we for this one. We, we, we've, yeah, we've done the gadget graveyard. Brought that back. I'm glad you brought that back, Richard, because. Um, I was glad somebody else's graveyard was available to me. I was running out of stuff that I was... I have got something, but I'll save that for next time. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. All right, hey, thanks for geeking out with us. We're the Ministry of Geek.